and welcome to the season finale of Signs, Signs, Cosines, and Tangents. I'm so glad we recorded this the day of the New Year's. This is awesome. Yeah. 2018 is going to be an amazing New Year. I can't wait for 2018. You know, maybe we should think about this more before we record this podcast. Why don't we just stop it right here and come back in about... 26 days just just so we can get a good feel yeah because we're not sure we fully absorbed all of 2017 okay Okay. so you know why don't you just stop it right now okay and then we'll start this over again in 26 days okay so we'll pause we'll be back in 26 days and we'll talk to you then okay hey back 26 days since we recorded that 2018 is gonna be the worst (laughs) Uh, oh 2017 wasn't all that great. How much of a dumpster fire could 2018 be? See, you've got to... If 2017 was a dumpster fire, we've got to elevate to a new... So uh, it's a garbage barge on fire? Garbage the barge. Hudson? Garbage barge. Anyway, we should probably talk about why we changed the title for this episode. We have a guest host this week. Hi. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself or do we have to do all the work um, here? I can... Guests have to hold their own weight. Okay, jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> if um, you're going to inherit the podcast, you have to start learning the business now. Inherit? Okay. Well, my name is Alex. I'm Sean's daughter. I'm 19 years old, and it's great to be here. She likes long walks in the parks <laughs> and talking to guys in the Navy who are long, long, long away and don't have to be in person. What? I, what's... Yeah. First off, you're inherit... You mean all the work I've put into this podcast... When you die, I don't get it. Well, it's like six weeks away. You, you'll figure it out. <sighs> the brand. Yeah. Well, you're the cosigns. We can't go on without a cosigns. But I could inherit the title of signs. I'm not adopting you, Jared. Oh, man. So anyhow, we've been off for a little bit, and this is going to be our so-called season finale of season one. We're going to wrap up what happened in 2017, uh, what was good, what was bad, etc. Because we're so positive. We always talk about positive things on this podcast. I was thinking there was honestly, there was a lot of good in 2017. There there were. There were. And and so let's just go with the first good thing of 2018, which is no tangents in this episode. We're going That's, straight to our main topic. Yeah. We're cutting out the middleman of tangents. So you want to do the you know intro to tangents music or outro from tangents music? Did we come up with any for this one? Oh, well, we're going to whisk you back to the past. We've landed in 2018, or 2017. I already screwed it up. So... That's your intro. I have bourbon. I don't care at this point. So, Sean, what was your favorite thing from 2017? Because I already know. You know what mine's going to be. Well, do you want me to say my serious answer or the one I'm going to do for comedic effect? Let's do comedic effect and then we'll go into serious. Skyrim VR. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that was not my favorite thing in 2017. You know, it's hard to put a finger on all the great things in 2017. Maybe we should think... You're talking about games, though, right? Anything. Pop... Anything that we normally talk about in the show. What was your favorite thing that our audience... 
Uh, I would probably have to say Wonder Woman was my favorite thing that happened in 2017. Okay. It's, Alex, what was yours? Yeah. Um, my favorite thing was definitely a game. It was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh I'm yeah. Completely obsessed with that game. I love it so much. I want to be Aloy. Only maybe not live in a post-apocalyptic place. No, it's it's post. No, it's because you don't want me as your father. <laughs> it's post post-apocalyptic. Well, true. It's proto-apocalyptic. We need to. Uh, yeah, we've got to move. Yeah, proto-apocalyptic. <laughs> okay, so Jared, what was yours? You know what it is. Just go ahead and say it. Get I it don't. Over with. Every hold on, let me. Yep, thanks Reggie for my check. Um, the Nintendo Switch that came out. Yeah. Surprisingly, oh, thought, it came out at the beginning. We we're still of next waiting year. for them to have a supplies fix so people could get them. They're, dude, you can go actually. To the they're store. everywhere. They're now. everywhere now. In yeah. fact, they were they were stocked pretty well for Christmas. Yes, they were. So um, the Switch train is moving. Yes, I, I I make fun of you though. I took my Switch with me to Chicago this week. Did you play it? Oh yeah. What yeah. you play Skyrim? Yes. Okay. On the airplane. Hey, you can play Skyrim on an airplane now. And then I played Xenos. So, or Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade 2 Chronicles 2 in the hotel when instead of going out drinking with everybody cool yeah I don't know that that's my favorite thing of the year but no but you can do that but I can do that that's kind of cool yeah yeah. You know, toilet Skyrim toilet be Skyrim toilet Dark Souls oh my gosh yes well, that's that's a 2018 thing well, that, now, that goes later in our we're going yeah. to look ahead to 2018 yeah we're going to look we'll ahead to, to 2018 let's talk about 2017 so the Switch Mm-hmm. Non-stop roller coaster of stuff. So, I have given you a year's worth of pain. Yes, you have over the Nintendo Switch. Stabbing, throbbing. <laughs> Let's pain. not use the word throbbing in connection okay. to anything I've given you. Okay. Uh, just for future note. Uh, but uh, I gotta admit, now that I have one and I've been using it for you know six months, I like it. Do you love it? I like it. So, out of all of Nintendo's consoles, where does it rate? Out of all the... Because you're not... You're a Nintendo guy, but you're not a Nintendo guy. I am but, absolutely a Nintendo guy. So, what's your... You know, you can, where, you can ask Alex about my love of it, Nintendo. You? Where does it rank on the scale? Of consoles and of games? Of Nintendo consoles. As a complete package. Of a complete package. I rate it right below the Super Nintendo. Wow. Cool. Barely above the GameCube. Wow. That's pretty high from Sean. For yeah. Sean to say that, that's pretty high. Yeah. So, cool. Alex? I still have yet to play the Switch. That says something too, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not home most of the time, so I haven't really had an opportunity to take it. Any interest in getting your own if money were not a problem? Uh, Yes, actually, because... Uh, one of my favorite consoles of all time was definitely the DS. Yep. And uh, the Game Boy Advance, you know, that's what I grew up playing. So the Switch definitely has a nostalgia factor for me. It would be great if I could have one, but I'm broke. So. Well, you're in college. That's, you know, you're you're going to go to garage sales and try to find Game Boy Advances and play or you all could those just games. Visit again. Jared and play his. Yeah. True. He's got 5 of them over there. Yeah, there's one that you don't know about one or two that I gave him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you spent. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was really surprised the one time I came over here, and I can't remember what you guys were doing, but it was me and Libby, we were in the basement trying to find something to do, and you have WarioWare. Of course. And we lost that game, like, years back in a move, but that was my favorite game playing, uh, sorry, that was my favorite game growing up. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting if WarioWare is gonna see a Switch release because the last WarioWare series was Wario and Watch for the Wii U, and it wasn't really uh it wasn't, it wasn't complete. Good. It was garbage. It wasn't garbage. There were some good little things in there, but it was not a sixty dollar game. It was like a twenty dollar demo. Didn't they release a three DS version of WarioWare? They did. Uh, no, no, there was no three DS. The last other good one was Wario DYII. DYI, do it yourself. Yep. Where you made your own Wario. Oh games. yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you've got like a campaign. It was WarioWare Maker. It was. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, outside of Switch Front, we've got Breath of the Wild, which Sean actually liked. Oh, love. Actually, bought it digitally again. Which, when I actually get my blog post about all the games I played out in 2017, uh, here's a spoiler: Breath of the Wild is my now second favorite Zelda game of all time. After Link's Awakening. No, uh, Link to the Past. We got Mario Odyssey. We got Xenoblade Chronicles. We got mm-hmm. a Fire Emblem Warriors game, which, okay. Um, we got Puyo Puyo Tetris. We got, um, what else was out? Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2. ARMS. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a, a bevy of no, titles. And then great, the indie. Actually, it was a great year for Nintendo releases. Yeah. Now, outside of Nintendo... What were the big games? We got Persona 5. Yes. We had Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. We had Cuphead. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was actually really cool. I was watching people play that on YouTube. I want to play it, but it looks insanely hard. (laughs) It it is, but it's not, it's not as, it's, it's on the same level as like an old school Contra game. I mean, it's actually a little more forgiving than that. Okay. Good. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't bought it. Okay. So Sean. Yeah. We brought up Horizon Zero Dawn. Your yes. thoughts on the game? Because I still have not played it. What? <sighs> no, you've been playing Breath of the Wild again. No, I actually haven't. Okay. Uh, no, so Horizon is one of those rare new intellectual properties that surprise you, right? It's it's a game that you don't expect to necessarily be bad from a developer who's got no real experience doing that kind of game. And from my perspective, from a gameplay loop, from the open world setting to the characters and the story, they kind of knocked every piece of that out of the park. And if if you're thinking about, you know, recent open world games and how you have crafting mechanics, it, it's kind of funny. Because it came out in February of last year. It came out one week before... It, and that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. So I was starting to play that at the same time... Breath of the Wild came out, and it felt like I was playing two different visual versions of the same game. Yeah. To some extent. The biggest difference, obviously, with Breath of the Wild is that, you know, you, you have all this wear and tear on your equipment and it breaks. Whereas, I think Horizon Zero Dawn is more about crafting and upgrading your weapons, and it's got a little bit different focus. A lot of foraging. A lot of foraging. Um, and I, I still love that game. I, I do not regret purchasing it. I don't regret spending hours playing it. And that's a world I want to see more of. And one thing that I've read, but I haven't experienced, was the story did not go... It didn't hit the same tropes that you would expect out of a post-apocalyptic story. No, I mean, it's 
it's still got a little bit of the element of the chosen one and kind of the the savior piece, but it goes about telling that story in a slightly different way. But there's a whole part where Aloy kind of rejects that, you know? Yes. Like, it takes that trope and it acknowledges it and then says no. You know? And it it doesn't feel like a post-apocalyptic thing so much. Like, sometimes I forget that it is. Because just the way when you're playing it, it feels very... It feels like a fantasy game, you know? But not sci-fi, necessarily. Until you hit those gameplay sections which are sci-fi yeah until you go into like the cauldrons and everything and then you're like oh shit this is sci-fi i forgot so it was a very good mesh of that sci-fi element also with that sort of stone age developing society you know which is a you don't think those things go together and they kind of made it work so it's interesting because you know the far cry series tried to do something similar a year ago with Far Cry Primal, and there was a lot of reaction to Far Cry Primal, which was kind of Bronze Age or BC um, kind of foraging and you know human survival against mammoths and saber tooths. Right. Um, you would expect that Horizon would be similar in feel because it's an open world game, and, and a lot of it it has a lot of the same DNA, and I just don't think it goes that way. It's for people who like. Far Cry, I think you could very easily find yourself playing Horizon with no problem. Um, and you naturally evolve into it. I think the story is far better. Okay. So what but else? Then again, Breath of the Wild is a post-apocalyptic game. It is. In mm-hmm. fact, that's one of the things I loved about the story, which some people say there is no story. or, But it was basically, and I, again, when I finally get around to my post, which is, is sort of like a semi-review, I, I could... A review of Breath of the Wild would be a, a long essay for me, but so one of the things I wrote about it was, to me, it was sort of like that. The whole game is the Rocky montage of, <laughs> you know, getting the team, building up your skills, doing the thing, going to the final fight. the The previous was, you know, the second act where everything went horribly wrong, you know. So obviously, we've all kind of chosen blockbuster titles is the game of the year what was your favorite indie game alex getting over it with bennett foddy oh my god either that or doki doki literature club oh my gosh we i, I just showed <laughs> we just erica my that. wife that about oh, i love and it now she wants to play it because we did the uh honest trailer video of that yeah. yeah the only thing i would say is it's not really much of a game you know it's more like it's a an visual experience novel. yeah yeah, yeah. Which is a whole genre. It's an Japanese. interactive. Yeah. 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 You yeah. make some fiction. choices, but in the end, they don't matter that much. It's yeah. all about Kinda just like going through it. What? <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, I love Doki Favorite Doki. indie games of 2017. I have I have a few on here. Um, my favorite. I'm trying to figure out what we would figure as indie. Um, yeah, well, remember we did an episode on that. You should go back and listen to that episode because it's great. It is. Yeah, it's in the archives. So first off, we got Spectre of Torment, Shovel Knight campaign, yep. which that, unlike the Plague Knight campaign, uh, Spectre of Torment was like its own game. It was it was absolutely, it was like the Mega Man X of Shovel Knight. Um, Cuphead came out. Again, we mentioned that. It's an awesome love of animation. 
Um, Beautiful game. Would we consider Sonic Mania indie? Uh, it was produced by an indie developer, but published yeah. by under the main series of Sonic. So yeah. I don't know. That's we'll kind go, of an We'll come case. back to Sonic Mania. Next Machina. I was going to say oh my Next gosh. Machina. Um, finally got a physical copy of that. That is one of my favorite arcade games of all time. Um, That's fun. It it's is got a lot a of fun. great, amazing great soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, also, I would say Flint Hook was one of the ones that um, I really kind of that roguelike thing we've been talking about for mm-hmm. a while. It was a lot different. Um, was Dead Cells was 2017. It's not officially out yet. Well, it kind of came yes. out. And, yeah, yeah. Dead Cells is one of my favorite games of 2017. Yeah, and, and we it, finally get the official. It's coming to consoles. All yep, of them. Uh, all of them. And that's great. Yep. Uh, let me see. Other than that, see, you already mentioned Next Machina, which is the other one I was thinking of. Snake Pass, which you okay. liked it. I didn't really get. It's not for everybody, yeah. but it is the best representation of what it feels like to play as a snake. If you're yes. looking, you're like, you're like, you know what, man? How did they know I snakes, wanted to do that? Snakes have it all. I want to know what it feels like. You uh, snakeish. Yeah, it's a good game. Not uh, solid snakeish, but snakeish. Nidhogg Two. Nidhogg Two. Aside from its visuals, I love the game. We, yeah, we differ on that. The visuals don't bother me. Uh, um, they look like everybody has face cancer. To me, it reminds me of those old um, uh, uh, Simpsons games, sixteen bit since Simpsons. Yeah, games. I guess kind of has that. Just the bulbous kind of glob- globular art style bothers yeah, me. Yeah, it, it was. It's jarring from the first very minimalistic art style, but that game kind of took the original formula and expanded upon it in good natural ways. Yeah. Right. So we're not talking about completely shifting it to a first person. It's still the side scroller, but now you got some variation in weapons, how weapons work. The stages to me seemed longer and more varied in their design, which I liked. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, that's a good recommended game. Yep. So, okay. Um, were just not to go the negative route, but what was the most disappointing game for you, Alex? I'm not sure. I didn't get to play a lot of games this year because of just college stuff. But uh, I don't know. I all the games I played this year, I liked. So you didn't waste your time with bad games. Yeah, 2017 for me, there wasn't anything I really wasted my time with. The only game that I kind of hoped would be good that I and we just knew it wouldn't be was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh no, I didn't even. <laughs> I mean, I wanted a good Star Wars game, and again, like they just didn't learn anything from the are, first one. You've you've already forgotten what Mass Effect came out this year. Oh Andromeda. my yeah. god! Yeah, I kind so of. So you can guess which one it. was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I retract my statement. Uh, I did play Andromeda a little bit. I wanted to really like it, but I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. I'm sorry. Between the wonky animations and the weird voice acting. Yeah, I think just for the series itself, it was just like a weird... I mean, it's a, it's an experiment. It was an experiment, and EA admittedly has now killed one of my favorite franchises because of their own bad business decisions. Yeah. So way to go EA, but we'll come back to EA. Oh yes, we will. I mean, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I understand some of the reasons why it came out that way and what happened and why it failed so badly. 
but I'm still kind of disappointed, you know? I think it was also the timing, right? Because, I mean, when did Mass Effect 3 come out? I mean, that was, what, 20 years ago? 2011, 2012? Yeah, it was four or five years ago. I mean, it was a while ago. So, I mean, I think as a as a side game or a side experiment, if it came out just a couple years after, you know, saying like, hey, this isn't a mainline, the next mainline's coming in five years, it might not have hit so hard, but... Well, and they and we talked about this in the show where we dove into our review of Andromeda, but they kind of hedged their bets early on, even that this wasn't necessarily the start of a new series. Um, they and that I think they were like they knew what was going on beyond behind the scenes when they first started talking publicly about it, and with their shifting to Anthem and the loss of some of their major talent, and the B Studio kind of doing the work, right. You know, they didn't want to set expectations too high. And then as the game got close to release, when they started doing the full-on press, they misrepresented what the game was. Right. And they redid half the game in the last eight months of development. Kind of like what happened with Destiny. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, other games that came out that we haven't spoken about. Injustice 2 came out last year. Uh, oh, wow. See, so... 2017, Isn't that crazy? If you can say anything about 2017, you were not wanting for good opportunities in the gaming space. No, there was... It didn't matter what your console or platform of choice was. It or didn't genre matter. or indie or... Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I would say is AAA games, they were few and far between. I mean, there weren't many. In 2016, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we got some really big games. Obviously, you know, I can probably tell you what Jared's going to say for his favorite mobile game of the year. There's something about some lady in a power armor, but... Uh, oh my gosh, that's not even on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Is Metroid it? came out this year, Jared. Wow. I, yeah, I, I'm looking at my list here, and I'm, I didn't even mention it. Wow. Um, yeah, Metroid is back. Samus returned. Um, again, I think it was the only big 3DS game. It, it's interesting because Nintendo hasn't officially put the axe down on the 3DS. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it gives me hope that we're going to get a sequel from that game. Again, it was a good step. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Metroid games. In fact, I still... It, it probably doesn't hold up in terms of gameplay, but I enjoyed the first Metroid 2, or the original Metroid 2 over this, just in terms of the atmosphere and music. and hmm. it, it did that a lot better than this game. Again, at the end, you know, you get the Metroid. But they had to modernize it. and They they did it. Again, I don't think it was a... a, a an issue with modernizing the game. The music doesn't have the same feels as mm. the original Game Boy title. Um, and additionally, you know, it was... There's this thing in Metroid 2. I'm going to dive into Metroid for a second. But this is as, my you, fault. as you get through the game, you're really underpowered. And as you get closer to the Queen Metroid, there are no enemies. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not super... It's because, hey, the Metroids, this is where they live. There's no life down here. And that was a cool aspect of that game. Whereas Metroid Two just kept throwing the or the Return of Samus or kept Samus throwing Returns, you enemies, yeah. kept throwing more and stronger and stronger enemies. The uh, and then the whole scene with the baby, right? You get off the planet and you leave. Mm-hmm. The music is there's no music there, right? You just leave with the baby. And in this game, you can just go back everywhere with the baby, Metroid. Right. But I will say, and um, hey, we're gonna hold on. I've been wanting to use this. Where is it? We're gonna spoil something. So, whoa. 
Whoa. <laughs> um, there is a really cool scene that ties uh, Samus Returns into Super Metroid, and you fight Ridley. He's waiting for you at your ship. And the cinematics, the fight, that's really my favorite part of that game. And it shows the Metroid helping you in the fight, and it was just really well done. Yeah. Um, but the fact is you fight Ridley, and then you just can go back on the planet everywhere. But I, Again, it was a good game. Metroid's back. Hopefully we'll get Metroid Prime 4 this year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, and it's, that would be in keeping with what Nintendo's traditionally done. Yeah. So... What it, I mean, we talked about Metroid, but uh, yeah, I didn't play that you didn't, many mobile games. You didn't games. like the controller scheme. No, I had problem Hand adjusting cramps. to it. Yeah, it felt like I needed two extra fingers. It, it's really weird. That would have been a good, a great game for the Switch too. And oh I, yeah, no, no. I question. just don't know why they wouldn't. I I get it, but I don't. I hopefully yeah. they'll port it. I don't know. I don't know if they port it if I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, or at least not until it's on sale and Nintendo. Has been actually doing more sales lately than I yeah, remember which is them weird. doing. But so, other games uh, I have on my list here is Near Automata. Oh, yeah. I haven't played it. You haven't played it? Still haven't played it. Okay, so I was at my friend Tyler's house, and uh, it was me, Tyler, and my other friend Colette. And Tyler was trying to get us to play the game, and I tried to play the intro, but they really throw you in the fire there. So I died like three times, and then I made Tyler play it. Yeah, it's a typical Platinum Games intro where you fight like a level 99 boss that's taking up three screens and yeah very um, much in media res and I, if you die you have to restart the whole intro yeah. so i almost got to the end and i died at the last second and i had to restart and i was so mad i made tyler do it <laughs> and i haven't i haven't finished the game but um it, it's there's really not much like it i mean it is that typical platinum's action but there's mm-hmm. a lot of world building and story elements to the game and i mean it is an rpg um and the soundtrack is is really really so good i played too. the um the demo yeah and i really liked it yeah. it's a great game like i watched tyler play the rest of it but there's a lot of little details that kind of lead you into the story that are really yeah. cool if you notice them yeah exactly it doesn't it doesn't force the story on you it kind of pulls you in and if you want to investigate it um and it yeah I've, it's a really cool game and it, it was interesting to see Platinum to, do, to make a game like that because they're known for this the over-the-top action and they kind of took a step back with that with that direction. I mean, there's still those over-the-top to, over elements, but... Sean. Yes. What else from 2017? So, it's interesting. There's, another, there's a number of games that I didn't have time to play or pick up this year that I, I think I will probably check out in 2018. And one of them that comes to mind for me is Neo. Yeah, that's on my list too. And I'm like, it's Japanese Dark Souls, basically. Japanese setting Dark Souls. Um, And every time I watch somebody play it, I'm just like, why am I not playing this game? Right. Uh, And the other one, and and again, I think we're leaning into forward thinking. Well, I guess it it just came out, so I guess it wouldn't be a 2017 game. Um, Which is Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Because I've been trying to play Monster Hunter games for years, and I just haven't found the right one yet. Yeah, and again, it's forward thinking, but from what I've read, uh, any of those sort of quality of life things, there's a lot of improvements in just the layout and how you do things in that game. But that's this year. We'll talk about that later. Um, 
but you know, yeah, it, it's it kind of flew under the radar because there was just so much going on. Well, it came out at the same time as Near. Yeah, and then which they sound the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I think Near got a lot more attention. It did. Yep. Uh, but it's 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 been a good year. I mean, other games that I know I've played a good amount of and I bought multiple copies of, other than Skyrim, just yep. to, to avoid that. Because yes, I keep buying Skyrim, but uh, now it runs on over seven million devices. So. Yeah, including a bank. It's, in, it's included as part of the base code of Java, from it what is. I understand. Yeah. But uh, no, is um, it just just flew out of my head. Well, wow! I know wow. where I was going, but I can't get there. Having a of all the games moment. you said you want games that you wanted to hit. Neo, yeah, was there something else? Oh no, the one that I spent a lot of time with and bought multiple copies of, Destiny Two. Yeah, but you mentioned that in our kind of a letdown section. Yeah, it's for me, it's a mixed bag, right? I'm not a hardcore Destiny player. Um, I don't like playing competitively, and I like the story and the setting. The same reason I played Halo all those years, right? Right. Um, it, I I want to enjoy a story, and then if I can go around and do stuff, that's cool. Destiny 2, I think, fixed some of the things that were wrong with Destiny 1 on the story side and then left out a lot of the maturity and features that Destiny 1 eventually had by the end of the game. Right. Life cycle. The other problem I have is that my social group that I keep trying to play those types of games with are still a third of the way through the original Destiny and are not joining me on this new platform. I That's horrible. I, know. I don't know why anybody would do that. Now, I do have some friends that play Destiny 2, and I've played some games with them, but, you know, there's people I really like playing those types of games with in a cooperative mode, and we tried one weekend, we tried to get through Destiny 1, and we did one raid for 18 hours. It, I think it was like 20 hours, yeah. Um, because we all were horrible. We were over-leveled for the raid and couldn't do it. Yeah. Because we're just all that bad. Well, and uh, not to mention another science, but your son doesn't understand the the, the dynamics of team building and you know, oh, no. this is your role. You yeah. need to. Yes. <laughs> when you're, when you're, you know, when you're the warlock, you do certain things on the map. Yeah. The Titan does other things. The Hunter does other things. Yeah. Hey, you need to stay close to your team. Why are you over there already? <laughs> <laughs> so Alex, were there any games in 2017 that you saw and just didn't have a chance to play? Um, Breath of the Wild, I really, 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 really want to play, but I haven't yet. We have um, two copies. Again, I've been playing Horizon, I've been playing Persona, I haven't even gotten to the second castle, and I've been playing it for like 20 hours. Yeah, Persona, you got about another 80 to go. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> and I'm not home every weekend, so it's really hard for me to get all these games done, and I want to get them done, because... In the past, I've been one of those people that loves to start games, but as soon as I get to the very end, I don't want it to end, so I stop playing. Uh, that just reminded me, your conversation about games that you wanted to play and you haven't gotten to play yet, reminds me of the game I bought for you, that I actually bought for myself, too, and haven't had a chance to play. Yeah, Hellblade. I'm so oh. excited to play that. So it's another one of those <laughs> games on my list. That... It, again, 2017 was just a... It just... <laughs> I mean, it was hard to say, like, there were, oh, that was a bad game. And even the games that weren't very good, they were. There was good. no Mighty Number no. 9 this year. There was no Mighty Number. No. Well, Battlefront 2. No, even that is a playable game. Yeah. It's just the microtransactions and the, the very just limited the concepts story. that they 
that was just like it's an iterative game. It's the textbook AAA game that just doesn't get it. Yeah, and and nobody even cares about Call of Duty anymore. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing every year. And they went back to World War II, and that's great. Whatever, man. Uh, another it's, indie game. Yeah, that that I didn't think to mention was uh, Mutant Football League. Oh yeah, which I'm having a blast playing. It's like playing a modern Madden with zombies and werewolves and robots. It's amazing. And you can kill enough members of the other side that they can lose or have to forfeit the game. Uh, yeah. And that's that's football. Yeah, that's football. <laughs> that's sports ball. So uh, if we transition from video games and we kind of look at other pop culture, mm-hmm. um, movies. This year was an amazing year for superhero films. It really was. Yes. There was only one bad superhero film that I can think of. Ooh, yeah. We got... I'm trying to think with Marvel, because there were three movies. Let's think about what three movies there were. There was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Thor. There was Thor. What was the first? There was three. Was there three? I thought there was only two this year. No. Oh, Spider-Man. Homecoming. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That came out Spider-Man. Last year, too. Because we were talking about this earlier, because Alex and I were watching Doctor Strange before we yeah. came over we couldn't remember if it was a 2016 or 2017 yeah yeah because it just seems like every other month there's a new marvel movie it, yeah i feel like 2016 and 2017 kind of bled into each other for me at least movie so, wise movie wise and just in general in general like bad things that happened i'm like was that 2016 or 2017 i don't know yeah like I just, I feel like they intermingled a lot. I feel like 2016 never ended. <laughs> so, yeah, we started the movies this year. And, and superhero movies are a large part of what I go to the movie theater to see. They're yep. spectacle films. They look amazing on a big screen or in 3D if you're doing that. And for me, Guardians of the Galaxy really kicked off the year with a heck of a lot of power. But Logan was another I movie. still haven't God. seen that. And Logan. I, oh, I've heard boy. amazing things. You can spoil, I mean... We can spoil yeah, it. He but dies at, at the point. end. But I mean, uh, from he what I've read, with just <laughs> again, we're taking the superhero genre and we're just it's we're defying the genre expectations. It's not. Yes. It's yeah. it's not a superhero film. It's just superhero well, aspects. Like Thor is a buddy road picture. Eighties buddies cop feature. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and and then you've got Wonder Woman, which is your traditional superhero blockbuster with a lot of heart. <laughs> Spider-Man, which was a coming-of-age story. It was a John Hughes superhero movie. Yeah, and what was crazy about Spider-Man is we're sitting like, oh, it's another... You know, we're all already exhausted before going to the film saying it's another Spider-Man. And again, it it pushed through and said, hey, we can do new stuff with this character. I don't know. After Civil War, I think they reignited my interest in seeing Spider-Man on the big screen. Yeah. And Homecoming delivered. Yeah, I loved Homecoming. Honestly, the only thing that threw me off a little bit was the all the hot jokes made about Aunt May. I was like, oh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, and Tony's she hot. I know, but why? It's because well, uh, again, every movie Mer- Aunt May gets Aunt, younger. Yeah, Aunt That's May. What I've noticed it's Aunt May weird. for the longest time was this white-haired elderly woman, you know, who was. You know, Peter had to take care of her because, you know, again, she's elderly and, yeah. and, and, and you know, every movie she's got young. Pretty soon how- she's going to be like 35 and they're going to be talking yeah. about Aunt May being this septuagenarian. Yeah. And that's what I think about. You know, I still picture Aunt May as this old lady. So when I see, what did you call her? Some um, Melissa Tornay? Mel- 
Melissa Marissa Marissa Tomei. Yes, Marissa Tomei. Um, I'm just like, why? Well, Sally Field is an elderly woman, but she doesn't look elderly. Yeah. Well, and again, there's this theory, and I don't know if it's an actual theory, but like, I feel like over the past few decades, and maybe it's just a thing of getting older. People who get older don't look as old as they used to. Yeah. Well, no, not not just that, but like when people were in their 30s, in the 50s. They look like they're in their 50s, whereas <laughs> it's like this over, you know, like I remember watching movies of people in their quote unquote 40s. And it's like, man, they look like they're 60s. But now 40 is the new 30. I mean, it's maybe it's also that you're approaching 40 rapidly. Oh, God. <laughs> OK, I don't know that just the the thing about it that really disturbed me was that she was so like overtly sexualized in that movie you know? i didn't get that I, yeah because he did. was trying he was trying to hook her up with the delivery guy from the, the oh yeah they had place. that scene where she was changing and that made me really uncomfortable i'm maybe it's but just because i'm see, not a like, dude who wants that but well they get a appeal to the middle-aged uh spider-man fan so I it's fan service well, I kind of think it is. Yeah, that's but she's exactly an amazing actress. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, that's I didn't have a problem with her. I had a problem with the direction. Oh well, I could see that. But I also thought they made Vulture a completely relatable villain. Oh, definitely. I thought that was really nice because yeah, that was. I mean, that was like that because was one he's of those... kind of a stinker of a villain in the comics. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. He's just a flying thief. Yeah. Um, you know, usually when there's a, a, what a twist moment in a, in a movie, I can see it or I'm not that surprised when it comes. And Mm -hmm. this was a little foreshadowed, but when, when he opened the door and, uh, Michael Keaton was standing there, I was like, Oh, (laughs) and I think it helps that they got Michael Keaton to play the character. Yeah. He was excellent. And you know, you, you really, they did a great job of building up. The sympathy that you would have for this guy as a person. Yeah. And then they just showed you that he went too far. Yeah. Right? But he was doing it for what he thought were the right reasons. Perfect example of the villains do not see themselves as villains in their own stories. Right. And then in the ending scene, you know, where he's in prison and the, uh, uh, what is it? Scorpion. Scorpion asks him, you know, and you know, he kind of holds that secret to show that his respect, or at least that's what I got, his respect yeah. for Peter saving his life, that Peter's actually in it for the right reasons you know it wasn't against him he was just yeah i really like that about marvel movies you know for the dc movies usually i feel like people are just villains to be villains you don't get a lot of backstories in these dc movies but in marvel movies they've been really really good about doing that uh, i still think marvel fails at their villain marvel's had a villain problem for a while but i will say but it's much better than dc's 2017 was pretty good if we talk about the marvel villains right let's let's we ego. got vulture ego which i think was a lot better than just a floating blue planet you know they kind of mm-hmm. tied in the motivations behind well, he did the sovereign too even if you consider <laughs> them as a kind of the b villains yeah exactly and then uh and thor we got hella which was a lot a lot she more was interesting still kind of shallow Oh, absolutely yeah, shallow, but but some people are. Played you know, it, she was it. realistically shallow, but play, played played it up to the f- point where it was fun. Whereas if well, you look at a, Thor: Dark War, it was uh, a campy world. movie where she was chomping scenery. Yeah. Whereas you're right in Thor: Dark World, you know the Malkith. Yeah, Malkith did so not good. have any character at all. No. 
which is a waste of Christopher Eckerson. Absolutely, yeah. he's a great actor, but yeah, he had know. like five lines so, or something. So, in, in like not that. so good Marvel news, we got the Defenders last year, which <sighs> you no, know, even worse than the Defenders. Oh, Inhumans? No. Well, okay, that is worse. <laughs> I, that isn't where I was going, but that is absolutely worse than the Defenders. Uh, the other one that was worse than the Defenders was Iron Fist. Yeah, oh, I didn't even watch Whiny it. Whiny Fist. I he didn't <sighs> fist enough. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I I mean I liked some of the the remarks that they made in the Defenders regarding him. Yeah, but I do not understand how I, how or what they're going to fix in season two. And I don't see him hanging out with Luke. No. And they're supposed to be like the best friends in the world. Yeah. And there's no way those two characters are they've coming together. Gotta, they've got to fix that character or recast him or something. Because I just, there's nothing likable about him. The whole Netflix thing took a weird turn for me because I love Luke Cage. I love Jessica mm-hmm. Jones yep. and I love uh, Daredevil. But I did not even watch Iron Fist because of the things that I had heard and read yeah. and listened to in this podcast. And we also got Punisher last year, which I still Punisher, haven't seen. I was going to say, Punisher was actually pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Punisher yet because I've just been like, maybe I'm going to back up a little bit and take a break and then come back. So uh, I definitely have to watch that. Punisher's stuff. a show you have to go into with the right mindset, kind of like Jessica Jones. Yeah. Right. If you're not prepared for some horrible things to happen and you have to re- react emotionally to them, because it does in both those shows, very different kinds yeah. of horrible things. Mm-hmm. But Frank Castle is not really a hero. And they do a good job, I think, of showing that he has some heroic motives, but ultimately he goes over the line a number of times. Um, and, and that's what I want to see in a Punisher show. He's I'm a- actually kind of disappointed that they're doing a second season of Punisher. And I know that sounds strange because I loved it. I don't think he needs a second season. I, it was I, a good self-contained story. I think that they told the story and they yeah. finally wrapped up kind of everything that was in the background of what was introduced in Daredevil. The thing that I've always loved about the Punisher in the comics, at least the comics I've read, I know there's tons and you can speak to this better than I can, Sean, but is how he interjects into the normal Marvel superhero universe. He's a he, disruptor. Yeah, exactly. He shows up and... He, and all all the rules go out the window because look at his reaction with Daredevil and his interactions with Spider-Man, actually. If you get the yeah. Punisher and Spider-Man together, nothing's going to go right for Spider-Man. I would, that's what I really wanted to see was him, Kingpin, which mm-hmm. I'm so excited that... Uh, He's back Vincent, for Daredevil. Yeah, coming back. And uh, Punisher. I, I want to see that interaction, um, which we may or may never get, but... Yeah. Hopefully this means that it's the end of the hand story. That's oh all I really want. The we end just of want the what story? We want the hand. dragon um, bones. They're under they're under New York. They give us magical powers that are not really well defined. And also they're holding up the structure of New York. Um we didn't think this through. We wrote this at the last second. Anyhow. Yeah. Sorry, I gotta vent about that. Moving well, on to other superhero things, Justice League. Let's let's just deal with this one. Okay. Because that's a, kind of the way I felt after I walked out. I just dealt with that. I wanted so much for that film to redeem the DC plan. And there are character moments in that film that are absolutely worth seeing. There's some fun character interactions. But they mostly come down to Wonder Woman nagging everybody. Barry being clueless 
Cyborg being ill-defined and basically the human MacGuffin in the film. And Batman being a whiny bitch and then Superman beating everybody up. Yeah. So uh, uh, one thing I want to get across is, and I think we Oh, wait, there was this. a villain in that film, right? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the band from the 80s. CG monster number 14. Yep. Steppen, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, the guy who does Born to be Wild in yeah. the band. <laughs> um, I, I am not a DC guy. I'm not a Marvel guy. I like good character stories and Batman is my favorite superhero. So when I go to watch these films, I want to see something that respects the character. Um, you mean like suicide squad. And <laughs> the thing that I try to tell people about that, you know, the DC movies is, is respect the character. That's why I loved wonder woman so much. Is yes. It respected the character. And I'm not seeing that with these. It's not that I don't like DC. Oh man. Whoa. Um, it's just that job's done. Job's done. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Gonna if you get mute. that reference, send us a note. Job's done. Um, I broke it. Okay. Anyhow, DC just, I don't see a movie where they're respecting their characters. The lore, the history, you know, uh, what was his name as Joker? Jared Leto. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the crazy, like, I want to see... If I'm not going to get Mark Hamill, I want to see Heath Ledger. I want to see a good take, not just a crazy psychopath. I mean, the Joker is so nuanced. What? You're looking at me weird. Go ahead. Say something. No, I, I actually agree with you. Oh. Um, I'm just afraid of where we're going because Justice League disappointed oh, definitely. financially and emotionally. And so we've got Warner Brothers kind of in a panic again. And we've seen what they do when they think that their plan doesn't work is they start scrambling ideas and it doesn't usually work out. I mean, that's how we got justice league. Yep. So I don't know, Alex, you're not as big a comic book fan as Jared and I, but you were obviously raised around all of this stuff. Yeah. What did you think? Okay. Wonder woman is my favorite superhero. And I've read a lot of her comics and Batman is my second, you know. I have some problems with his character, but I definitely love his stories and the villains and everything. So I'm very into the Batman stuff. Uh, Suicide Squad made me want to vomit. Wonder Woman was amazing. And it was everything I hoped it would be. And I was so hopeful. And I was like, maybe they can make Justice League work. And you went to see it before I did. Mm -hmm. and you set me up for the disappointment so i went <laughs> on a five dollar tuesday to go see justice league and you and still felt like you got ripped i came off. in with no expectations no expectations and by the end i was just like nope nope this is irredeemable there's like nothing we can do they took all the hope that Wonder Woman gave me and just like smashed it. No. <laughs> so let, let's go back to Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman is your favorite superhero. Yes. So was it, and that's true before the movie came out, right? That was true before the woman, the woman sorry. came out. <laughs> that was true before the movie came out. It's still true. I mean, so, I mean, when that movie came out, you know, from your perspective, I was very guarded about that movie because of Suicide Squad and the last Batman movie and everything. It actually was a Superman movie. 
What? I know you wouldn't know that. Well, true. Was it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was Batman versus Superman, but it was supposed to be a Superman movie. And let's give some context. I didn't see Batman versus Superman in theaters. I saw after it came out, and my dad bought the extended edition. That's Why? the first time I saw it. Because <laughs> I thought maybe it could be better. <sighs> it's longer. It's longer. Maybe maybe Lex Luthor isn't crazy. It's just... I. I can't even start to talk about it. Okay, so let's get back to Wonder Woman. Anyway, so Wonder Woman, I was very guarded. I came in ready to be disappointed, but it was amazing. And I was so happy with the characterization. I mean, I had, there were a few things, but nothing big. Um, there was a little bit of Mary Sue, but at the same time, Wonder Woman is... With a Diana. god. How do you, you know? marry Sue a god? I mean, exactly. she's not Ray. Come on. I mean, come Which on. Which we should talk about. Well, I don't. But, I get what you're saying about the Mary Sue, but what I got out of that is she was very naive, right? Exactly. She wasn't perfect. She That's was what I'm saying. Naive. It was like a little thing, but I felt yeah. it was justifiable. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were um, yapping about it. And, and she like, didn't immediately oh, know terrible. how to use her lightsaber or anything. Right? Yeah. And I, a lot of people were really upset about how naive Wonder Woman is. But she starts out that way, you know? Well, like, and, and she's very, in the comics, very idealistic, right? It's one, exactly. her, one way or the other. I mean, it's it's very black or white. Like, when she first starts to interact with the humans, she's very childlike. She doesn't know what's going on. She has a very idealistic view and everything. So I felt that was perfectly in character. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's, Tell me whatever. And I think in the media, we generally get two versions of Wonder Woman. You either get the kind of childlike, hopeful, you know, optimistic Wonder Woman, which is what we got in this film, right? And what we got in... Or we get the worst interpretation was Injustice Injustice 2. Oh my god, don't even get me started. That's where I was going. Don't (laughs) get me started. Like, no. I love Injustice 2. I love the story of Injustice 2. I just think that some of my favorite characters are total dickheads in, jo- oh, in the Injustice Like Superman, universe. I love when Superman's the villain, and I think they did him well in that mm-hmm. ser- series. But Wonder Woman, I just don't understand in both the Injustices. You just don't understand her motives. Like, I just, I still don't understand. Like, she's supporting Superman, but why? It doesn't really explain well enough for me well they do a lot of that explaining in the comics actually the injustice comics that fill in the backstory um so let's move on to the other big blockbuster movie that came out and it's not superhero related technically well somewhat it's adjacent yeah uh star wars the last jedi i'm gonna step back no i want to hear alex's everybody's heard our yeah we've we've done a whole episode about it so alex what did you think I think if you don't think about what you're watching, it's okay. <laughs> you know, if you put no thought into it at all. You've got too much father in you. You're <laughs> just like your father. If you just sit there and watch it and you don't think about it or anything they say or anything they do, you can be pretty entertained. Again, uh, who was it that wrote a really good um, we'll link to it in the notes. Somebody wrote a really good perspective of specifically Luke, because I think that was a mm-hmm. big hanging point for you, Sean. Yes. Um, was what we got was not what we expected. And so everybody always makes it about expectations. For me, it wasn't about expectation, it was about execution. 
And you thought it was not executed I well. don't think the story was executed well. But yeah. I'm going to stop there. I want to hear we, more about what Alex thinks. Yeah, Alex. So about so from I'm going to point this out to our audience since you can't see Alex. Well, you said you were 19. You're a young muffin. Or is that a, a young what? a young I don't know. Young adult? Young adult. Well, she's 19. She's young. Yes. Yes. So, when did you see the first original trilogy? And when was the last time you saw the original trilogy? The last time I saw the original trilogy was a couple years ago, like maybe two or three. And where does that sit in your pantheon of movies and lore and characters? Where does the original trilogy sit? I love the original trilogy. It's like in my top favorites. So, uh, I'm not like one of those people who can quote it. Uh, consistently and like wears all Star Wars clothes and is super obsessed or has all the figures. You mean like, unlike Sean, who's wearing Star Wars clothes right now? No, it's Farscape, thank you. But uh, I really love it. I'm not a super, super fan, but I love the movies and I know the stories and the tropes and everything. And I've seen the second trilogy too, um, which... The best trilogy. Yeah, obviously. for Luke... His evolution of a character. What is your thoughts? I thought, okay, so that first part where he throws the lightsaber, I called it before it happened. I knew it was going to happen because they need a twist, you know? And, but, okay, how do I phrase this? I see why they wrote him that way. Like, I understand his motivation. I don't think it's in keeping with the whole optimistic thing of the original trilogies. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's a very different direction, and it's not necessarily Star Wars-like. But I understand it, and it makes logical sense. Okay. Like, just knowing about what happened and how he must have yeah. felt... I understand why he would want to be a pacifist and isolate himself and blame himself and feel guilty. But what same- did you think of Canto Blight? <laughs> <laughs> or Bite. It's Bite, I think, but I call it Blight. Canto Bite? Casino World. Casino World. Monte Carlo. Yeah. I think they didn't know what to do with the characters, so they just sent them somewhere. <laughs> That's yes. I, yes. Which I don't so- think anybody argues that yeah. point. Which is so heartbreaking for me because I love Poe. <laughs> like I think, uh, and I love Joanne Boyega. You know, and like, Finn. Yeah, and that... Finn. I think they're, I think they're great people. They're great actors, and they had really good potential. But I think they kind of screwed them in this movie. Well, those scene, that whole scene felt like it fit more with the prequel worlds, right? I mean, it did. The... It felt yeah. more like something out of Phantom Menace. Yeah, just that whole. It, it didn't feel like the dingy Star Wars universe. And I get what I mean. We talked about this in the last episode, the one and only episode about Star Wars, um, where that whole war profiteering sort of sideline, they, they didn't really do anything with that. Here's the thing that also made me go like, this doesn't make sense. They're talking about all these people who are enslaved to the First Order, where I had the impression in the first movie that the First Order was a new thing. And then by the second movie, they're like, taking over the whole universe i don't necessarily understand that like i don't understand the context two days took place between the first movie yeah and the second yeah 
that was that was the again that that execution out of both movies the the first one and the second one where they were kind of in hiding and they destroy the the new republic which you've never seen in don't any of the force awakens right you know the reestablished government that we don't know if we care about because they didn't show anything about it and they blow up the actual homeworld the entire civilization in like 5 seconds right so what we're supposed to get is oh they're taking over the universe and all this but they don't show that part of it. They blew up one planet. They blew up five planets. Oh, true. Yeah. But at, at the once. same time. At once. I just. Because it was a bigger Death Star. It can blow up five now. It wasn't a Death Star. It was a planet star. <laughs> the Death Star wasn't a star. <laughs> it was a Death Moon, Death Planet. Maybe we'll actually get a Death Star. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too dense or something, but. No. I don't really understand the background of the First Order. I don't understand the scale, you know? Yeah, they don't do a good job of showing it, especially in the whole scene that Sean and I talked about where they're chasing down the last Republic ship or the, the last yeah. uh, Resistance, a.k.a. Rebellion, whatever, the, the R. Um, <laughs> they don't show the scale of the First Order other than that we've got really big ships that are bigger than the other big ships. Oh, that's a that's one of many of our dreadnoughts. Do you know we got like seven in the storage? Yeah, yeah, again, they don't they don't really show it. Anyhow, let's get off that topic. Let's move on. Uh, last 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 other tidbits of twenty seventeen. So, if there's anything in twenty seventeen that wasn't directly pop culture or movies or gaming related. And obviously that's the focus we talk about on this podcast. There's lots of other we're things. We're nerds. I think we're nerds. Uh, uh, I, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that label and own it. And by the way, spit it back at you. So it's okay. Ew. Yeah. It might be slightly used when you get it back and a little bit wet. Ooh, God. Ugh. I didn't use the M word, so I didn't offend anybody. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so if there's anything I look at the trends of just kind of not serious culture in America or the world, the one thing I'd have to say is that 2017, I, I walked out of 2017 with the impression that it was a horrible year. But as we've been talking, I'm not so sure that's true in our entertainment. No, and for my personal, not just pop culture related, 20. 2017 for me wasn't like overall shitty. Right. Excuse excuse my language. Um <laughs> what oh. 2017 was whereas if you imagine a a graph and I'm motioning in a p- audio podcast, but if you imagine and it's relatively flat, 2017 was a lot of highs and a lot of really lows. The highs were high and the lows were low. I mean it was a lot it was more a sine dips. wave. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, brought it back. <laughs> so not a signs I mean, wave a sine wave it's the same concept it's still your name man um but i mean again the, the the good things were really good and the bad things were pretty bad i think it was it was just a lot of uh yeah nobody contrast. could call, call it a whole hum year where nothing yeah. really happened yeah i agree um, but i don't i can't think of anything in general culture that kind of i mean we've we've seen well, some fads come and go and i think the biggest thing that I'm not a fan of that I don't like about 2017 is just this. I mean, we talked about it, this nostalgia play, they're rebooting everything. They're bringing back everything. 
They've got a hey. They they ordered Charmed to series with a new pilot. I saw that. That's what that's what brought. They're going to take down the patriarchy. Well, and and Murphy Brown was also on that list. What exactly? (laughs) Why are we bringing back? That is a show that only makes sense in the nineties. Exactly. Um, Again, it seems like there's no new original ideas, but you know, as we've talked in gaming, there at least exists some new ideas. So, so. Let's transition over that into what are we looking forward to in 2018? Oh, and let's start with Alex because yeah. Jared's <laughs> going to go on for 55 minutes and we're already at like an hour. Okay, so I'm kind of out of the video game loop right now, so I'm not exactly sure what's coming out in 2018, so um, excuse me. But uh, the thing I'm looking forward to in years, maybe, is uh, The Last of Us 2. I know how you feel about the game and that you guys feel like there's some sort of bait and switch, but... I am really looking forward to it, and I have a lot of theories, because I'm one of those people. And um, I know that it's nece- it's not necessarily coming out this year, because there's no release date, and it's still in production. That's what Sony does these days. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We are getting God of War 3 this year. 4. Or 4. Or 7. And it's coming out the week of my birthday. Wah, wah, air horn. Ah, ah. I need to get an air horn sound. <laughs> yeah, add that to the yep. sound deck. But, uh... Whether it's a good game or a bad game, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good game because I like Naughty Dog and I like their direction and everything. And they've been releasing a bunch of cool stuff. And they have a good track record. So, yeah. But the pro- I think the problem is, is the same problem that we just talked about with Star Wars is, uh, you know, <laughs> what are they going to do? Because exactly. itself is such a good self-contained story that they have a lot of, of expectations to... Again, I have a lot of theories. Maybe some of them will be correct. Maybe none of them will be correct. I don't know. But I want to find out at some point. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So if that game comes out this year, if they announce a release date in the fall, is it day one you're going to start playing it? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe I'll wait a week for somebody else to finish it. (laughs) Or until she comes home from school expecting me to have it. Yeah, you'll have it. Rebecca will probably buy it. Rebecca's my roommate. She so, has a PS4 in our anything room. Anything else for 2018? For 2018, I'm I'm not sure what's supposed to happen this year. I've What about movies? We've got uh, There's... Infinity War coming out. Oh, We've got, oh uh, my gosh. Pacific okay. Rim 2. We've got yep. Pacific Black Rim Panther. 2. Yep. Okay, I'm really looking Captain forward Marvel. to Pacific Rim 2 oh, and Solo, Black a Star Wars story. Solo, not so much. Um... Infinity War, I'm nervous for. Um, Infinity I, War is one of those things where, you know, we talked about not having expectations. There's no way this movie will not have expectations. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot running on the 10-year, the 22-film arc saga known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, basically, what I'm doing is... I'm trying to come into it with no expectations. I've seen the trailer maybe once. I'm not really analyzing it like I usually do. And uh, I know some people are going to die, probably, obviously, because contracts and things like that. And for the sake of story, Nobody of course. dies in a superhero film. Well, you also have the reality gem, so 
all we got to do is recast them and say that it was as a result of the reality gem. Well, and the, the the popular theory right now is with everything is Thanos is going to win, and then the next one's going to be sort of a time travel reality warping. Yeah, which. Film honestly is a little bit scary for me because uh sometimes time travel things don't turn out very well like uh x-men the last <laughs> movie but... no well wait the last one oh, we the also last have a new one? x-men movie coming out this year <gasps> i loved Phoenix. first class but, i didn't mind um, days of future past it was okay it was okay I, like, apocalypse was not okay i didn't want to watch it Days of Future Past was okay. I didn't love it. I let's, didn't hate let's also it, talk but... the the pink mutant elephant in the room. Fox is now part of Disney. So oh, Deadpool yeah. 2 comes out this year. X-Men yeah. are inevitably going to make their way into the MCU probably after this movie. So definitely looking forward to Deadpool 2. I They can't neuter it because it's already been filmed. Well, I don't think they will. It. They wouldn't want to. They, they don't want to. Deadpool prints yeah. money. Yeah. Also, the really big thing I'm looking forward to is the Hellboy the Hellboy reboot. Oh, with uh, David Harbor. I yeah. love David Harbor. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. it blah blah blah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because DC is not my favorite comics, and neither are Marvel. But Dark but Horse is my favorite Hellboy comic company. So well, it's funny you yeah. say that when you just said that your two favorite superheroes were DC. Woman I should have clarified because I was talking about DC heroes. But Hellboy is my favorite of all time. When I was little, I read all the comics. You remember? You read Hellboy. I better remember. Little? I bought them all. <laughs> yeah. So. Hellboy is very personal to me, and I love Hellboy. Just and... don't discover pancakes; you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. But um, I've watched all the out? animated is that movies coming out this year. Hellboy? I don't know. It's either this year or next year. I can't remember, yeah. but it's coming out, and I'm very excited for it. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of faith in David Harbor. I really, 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 really love the Guillermo del Toro movies. And uh, what I know, I really need to see the uh, Shape of Water. Me too. So I it's really not showing it. in very many theaters in oh. Columbus? Because, I mean, we talked about Pacific Rim. We're talking about Hellboy, both franchises. He's kind of... Yeah. No, Stephen Tonight, is, who did Daredevil. Season one. Is now, is doing yeah. Pacific Rim. And I saw the projections for how it's expected to open. They're expecting a disappointing opening for Pacific Rim 2. I don't know They're why. saying that it's going to underperform the first film. And probably have only like a $28 million opening. But they have John Boyega to bring in people. And yeah, they it's don't been think advertised a, I don't think he's a bring people to I don't the... think... He, they, the way they've handled him in Star Wars has not exactly... Well, true. Promoted his he's, star. I mean, he's, he's great, but again, he's not like somebody that people are going to go see a movie just because he's in. And I mean, the only, the only person I'm actually excited to see in Pacific Rim 2 Charlie is... Charlie Day. Charlie Day, you got it! I was so yep. excited yep. to see. And the other guy... Uh, the other scientist guy, he's in it as well. The guy from Torchwood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited for that. And it's definitely going to be different than the first, obviously. Like, I'm not quite sure what they're doing, but I'm interested yeah. and I'm still optimistic. Okay. I don't know that I have that much different to say. Um, so I'll focus on games. Yeah. I feel like this year is going to be an incubator year. Probably. I I don't know. 
I don't know if this series is going to hold. First off, we're going to get we're going to get God of War four. We're going to get which Spider Man. I this still year. don't understand. You don't understand? No, 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 no. I know what God of War is. I know what the the concept is, but I don't understand where it falls in the timeline. I don't understand how it's connected to the originals. It, it's very clear. It's like ten years later. He's now he a dies at the end of God of War three. No, he doesn't. He jumps. No. That is no. He jumps off a cliff, but and he leaves and the he chains surrenders of, his god powers. He leaves the chains of chaos behind, but there is no clear indicator that he is dead. He crawls off the mountain. He's okay. and first off, he's Kratos. Like if they don't show you <laughs> that he's dead, if they don't show you dead. that like his skull is in pieces, then you know. And even then, he probably wouldn't. First be. off, I I think the story direction they're going with the game is going to be very interesting. It's going to see because they're focusing a lot more on the story in this one. Yes than they did in the previous and the previous ones were sort of like uh greek mythology fanfic i don't know how to with a little norse thrown in for good luck yeah well this one's norse driven um Mm -hmm. and you know they're telling this tale about the sun apparently after he killed his dad on the cliff and released all the plagues of the pandora's box in the world he's now moved on father to child and they're, the the whole premise in the last story trailer is they're taking out his wife's ashes right. to spread. So um, family 2.0. Well, we're seeing a lot more. The funniest line in the trailer is he says, "You know, you need to, you need to temper your mind and hold back your reactions." And I'm like, Kratos, you're talking about being a being a reserved person, and you know, <laughs> I'm like, Kratos, really you know, not so, your past. And uh, Teok, uh, can't remember his name, Christopher Judge. Yeah, he's doing the voice, which is going to be he's he's an excellent voice actor. So yeah, so I'm excited. April twentieth, super psyched about the game. Spider Man's coming out this year. Spider Man is is the one game that I'm kind of sitting back, going, this could be amazing, or it could be yeah, utter drag. Yep. I the the freedom of movement kind of reminds me of Spider-Man 2, which is the best Spider-Man of a game. It of looks all even time. more fluid and fast than that. Well, of course, you got modern modern hardware. Well, I mean, it looks, you know what I mean. Um, though I'm a big fan of the Shattered Dimension games. But uh I don't know. I I've got and then of course ultimately I want Metroid 4 this year. Metroid Prime. Um I want to understand where it fits because they've shown us nothing. But uh, I don't know if that's I still don't know if that's going to that's so if we're going to transition to the story to Nintendo here, we don't know what Nintendo's got. in store No, and the Nintendo Direct we got in January didn't really help with that. We were expecting a little bit of a release. We expected a bigger yeah. sort of direct and they I did a micro treehouse. I think we're right? still going to get one before E3, um, but we don't know what their big game is this year. We don't. Yeah. It, and you know my heart is waiting for smash i don't even care if it's a port just give me the same wii u game they're not gonna port it it'll be a new one i don't think so sakurai is done he's not gonna come back for another one i just i don't that doesn't mean he has to be the one driving it it that game hinges that there's a lot more weight on it if you don't i think the easy way for nintendo is to port it and add some new stuff as opposed to trying to revamp it because smash 4 has got a good track record i do know what my 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 most anticipated known game is as of this moment. What's that? Mega Man. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a man. First, I've always been a Mega Man fan. No, you're not. I'm not you. Yeah, I don't have it like all over my house. So we've got Mega Man coming out this year. We've got the 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 ex- last expansion to Shovel Knight coming out probably within the next couple months. Yeah, King Knight. King Knight, um, the card game. 
Yeah. yeah the card no, it is. It is a card game. It is. Uh, the other thing is I want to see The Witcher, and I want Castlevania to be finished on Netflix. Castlevania, they did confirm it's coming back for eight this more summer. episodes, and they've renewed it for And I want to know season. more about Cyberpunk 2077, finally. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't expect it this year. Um, but yeah, in terms of like big games, we don't know a lot. Now, I will say the Switch is just... Whew, everything's coming in a Switch. And I'm going to rebuy a lot of games that I've already purchased. Dark Souls? Um, Dark Souls, uh, Dead Cells, um, yep. Flint Hook. Um, mm. Also, that just came out this past week, Celeste. Excellent. Haven't seen it, actually. I mean, I've it's heard a lot about it. It's the same developers of Towerfall. It's a first-person platformer. Huh. Uh, or not first-person, first-player. One single-player. Single-player is um, platformer, and then like it's it's a somewhat the difficulty of Super Meat Boy, but I wouldn't lump that in with Super Meat Boy. But it is probably it. I haven't finished it, but it's really really good. Cool. Well, we'll be talking a lot about all of this stuff in upcoming episodes of the second season. Uh, is there anything you want to kind of hit really fast? Because I know we're running a little long on time. We're all right. We forgot right. it. And the movie it? section. Oh, it's we didn't talk about it in the movie section for last year, twenty seventeen. I loved it so much. Still haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? It's amazing. Not a horror. You should film see person. it. Yeah. I love horror films. I mean, the, the only horror film that I can say I really liked was The Ring. You didn't see Get Out? No, and that came out last year too, and I do want to see that. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's amazing. Is that from out uh, for rental movie. yet? I think in the next week or two. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, one dumb. Well, first off, we gotta do our feedback. Yeah, back feeds. Uh, We did get some back feeds from uh, like three episodes ago. I don't remember what episode, but our good friend Taco Steve Kyle, 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 Kyle. Um, Hey, he still wants an. He uh, wrote. He he, still wants me to sign his notebook, like because I'm a. Well, he still spells your name wrong, so you could sign it wrong too. Spells it S E A N. That's not Sean. <laughs> That's C N. Scene. Scene. Um, he did have like a, a three page essay about our AR discuss or VR discussion. Or Skyrim when I disappointed everybody. It was only two episodes. And ago. let me sum it up in a sentence. Basically, he thinks augmented reality is the ticket, and he says VR is not a gimmick. Now, I will say a recent article that was published said VR development is on the decline. Switch development is up with PC development. So the other thing that came out of CES was that the Vive is getting an upgrade. Okay. They're going to have a high-definition screen. They haven't announced prices. It's also going wireless. Um, now that... So two of the big things that have held back VR yeah. are happening on the PC. Now, that doesn't mean that Sony and the consumer-friendly VR is going to change at all. And you still haven't played Skyrim VR and need to try it. But mm. next time you're over at the house, we'll... I don't feel like I'm missing anything, though. I think you are. Alex, you've played it. What did you think? It's really, really cool, actually. But uh, it makes you nauseous if you play for too long. And she's I've, young. I've, I've done VR, but it, again, it still feels like a gimmick. Well, I can play it longer than you can without feeling nauseous, but like... Yeah. And I'll even go this far, and I'm going to get close to the mic. The Wii U was less a, than a gimmick than VR. Fight me. All right, moving on. <laughs> One dumb year. <laughs> uh, who wins our dumb year? Well, this is easy. By a long shot. 
think of the number of times we had conversations about this particular organization and its byproducts. And I think we have to give the one dumb year award our first one. I think it started off the year and it ended the year too. If we go back and look at our one dumb things, I'm pretty sure the title of this organization is in almost every one of them. And it's not Nintendo, which is like our second runner up. No, no, no. It was. We talked about Nintendo doing silly things a few, quite a few times last year. It wasn't on this level, though. No, it wasn't. So, would you like to, to do the honors, Alex? And the award goes to EA. Electroconic, electroconic arts. Electroconic, tonic. Electric ants. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. Seriously, what does this company do anymore? Other than make bad games and publish bad games and then promote indies and microtransactions? Nobody... Yeah. Uh, loot boxes. We've got, and Anthem's oh, already yeah. been pushed back to 2019. So, oh, Bioware's dead. Bi- I'm, I'm oh, no, well they announced Dragon Age. Yeah, uh, and guess but they pulled everybody off of it. Guess who's not excited about that? <laughs> I Sean. know. Dragon Which is Age odd is... because I love Dragon Age. Dragon Age is one of my best, like one of my favorite franchises ever. So I I'm just kind of... they're going to th- they're going to the Taventer Empires. What we know. It should be one of the coolest games, but I, they, first off, it's, it must be too early because they're not talking about it. But second off, they pulled all the key developers onto Anthem because they want to replicate Destiny 2. Yep. And yeah, I mean, we talked about all the dead uh, developers they've killed, but I mean, like we got a need for speed this year and it's, it's garbage. And it should have been, shouldn't have been because it was Criterion. I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's what's left of Criterion. Again, nobody's there. Um, like, can't we just get no, Bioware just got Casey back just a game a dead space a burnout of something it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be fantastic we need another reboot of Mirror's Edge <sighs> yeah so <laughs> thank you EA you'll get your award in the mail um, I don't have anything else this is the season finale we're going to be back with season 2 shortly because you know this is how the signs cosines and tangents does things and if you have any suggestions for format changes, upgrades, what have you, we want to hear from you. you. If you've made it through all 23 episodes, I'm sure you have opinions on things. Yeah. Or maybe you just really like our opinions on things. And our opinion is that you should give us your opinion. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can be like Alex and you can join us in the studio and share your opinion. You don't and, have to be of I the same. I have sand- it in writing from Jared in a contract form that we will actually do some form of interactive show as part of season two. Yes. In fact, probably shortly. No, no promises. <laughs> I don't want to promise anything. Tomorrow. We were, This was actually going to be the live show, but Sean was like, well, we're busy. I'm flying, whatever. And then last week we met and we're like, oh, we're tired and old. Because you're not going to put that 100% on me. Oh, no. No, I didn't claim it was you at all. I didn't even mention Jared. Good job. We were supposed to have fooled them at the beginning of this episode that we actually skipped exactly 26 days. Oh. You've just ruined, ruined the facade. illusion that we set up at the beginning of this episode. Dang it. Thanks. <laughs> I, again, I don't know why I'm on this show. You should have fired me like 14 episodes ago. You're on the show because you're the technology guy. I don't do technology. <laughs> What a twist. What a twist. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Like, subscribe, share, all that stuff that people say. Or the Twitters. Yeah, we're still on Twitter. And RSS feeds. Read us in your favorite RSS Or the feeder. Tumblr. 
We're not in Tumblr. <laughs> I am. You're still on Tumblr? Yeah. Is that still a thing with people of your age? No, but... It's dead, right? No, it's not dead, but it's not popular. It's like the new deviant art. It's basically what it is right now. It's just a place to exchange memes. That's that is Facebook. exactly what she does on Tumblr. I know because I'm on it. <sighs> he follows me. Everything is memes. This show's going to turn into a meme. It it's going to be really hard to do in a podcast format. Watch me. <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, we've got a little special outro for you. See you next episode. Cause I can into things that I'm gonna do.